Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, or the second video of today, actually, I'm bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft from the seventh overall spot. If you guys want to check out the earlier video from today, it's second round ADP buy or sell, pretty much. Do I draft or do I avoid a player in the second round? I talk about the whole second round. I've also done the whole first round of that. I think that's going to be something very important to check out to figure out how you want to draft in the first two rounds. Bigger than the basis of what I'm going to be talking about in that video, the those videos are a full breakdown of each round. So like I said, this is a 12-team PPR mock draft from the 7th overall spot. The roster positions are one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end flex, kicker defense, and six bench spots. So before I get into the mock draft, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, as well as checking out my draft guide, dra uh, uh, patreon.com slash notorious fantasy on there. Has my draft guide, has all my rankings, all this info to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football draft so without further ado let's get into it we're using fantasy pros draft wizard we're going to be drafting up against the composite adp spn adp fantrax adp rt sports adp and composite best ball adp to get the best idea of what's going to actually happen in your guys drafts in 2020 i found this to be very accurate to a lot of adp that i have seen online how a lot of drafts have been going that i have found online for uh real leagues obviously happening now so Obviously, at the 7-hole in a 12-team league, you're in the middle, which is not a spot that I find to be ideal, but I do like it a lot more than drafting at the beginning of the draft. Due to the fact that at the beginning, I feel like I'm very limited at the 2-3 turn, the second and third round turn, whereas here I feel very, very, very open to getting two solid players in the first two rounds, whereas I'm not as comfortable at the first spot with the guys that come back to me. Now, I do know that I will be able to find guys that will be good at that spot, but I just don't feel as confident in those certain players. So, first couple picks of the draft cmc followed by saquon barkley michael thomas ezekiel elliott alvin kamara and dalvin cook a little early for michael thomas typically you see him go at the four five or six spot sometimes you can see him go as late as the nine spot but that's very out of the normal i'd say one through seven is probably where you're going to see but not one through seven four through seven is pretty much where you're going to see michael thomas go every single time now is that a little too early for me yes 100 because i want to load up on running backs early and michael thomas just so you know, not a fucking running back. He's orange right here because he is a wide receiver. So I'm not going to be going ahead and doing that. Dalvin Cook's a pick I'm avoiding due to the injury concerns. Now, right now it says best player available on the top right of my screen. You guys can't see it. Is Devontae Adams. But to me, like I said earlier, I like to load up on that running back value early. And to me, you don't get any running back value drafting a wide receiver. I just feel like the wide receivers are so deep in fantasy football drafts. But the running backs are very shallow. They fall off very fast into the draft and I think that if I was to avoid the running back position I would be very disappointed in my team looking back at it later so here we are going to go ahead and snag our first running back of our draft which is very typical for me in the first round and is going to be very typical for most fantasy players in the first round since the first two rounds of the draft are so heavily dominated by the running back position so here we go now right here you can either go with two players in my opinion to me, my two favorite players at this pick are Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry. Joe Mixon, more of the riskier type of back, the guy who you don't know if he's going to be catching passes. You hope he does, and you think he will due to the fact that that's what the coaches are saying. You think he is going to have a great season because this offensive line is going to be better. The team is overall going to be better, and Joe Mixon tore it up towards the end of last season. It really looked like one of the better backs in the NFL. Derrick Henry had a very consistent season right after Mariota left. At the beginning of the season, he wasn't looking super hot fire, but after Mariota got 
got his ass benched for Ryan Tannehill. This offense did a complete 360 no scope and became really good. And I think that Derrick Henry is going to be very good yet again. Obviously, he, unlike Mixon, he has zero pass catching upside. This guy has stone for hands, and they just don't try to get him involved in that type of the game. Now, they could obviously do that in 2020, but I highly doubt they do. He'll probably get like 30 targets, catch like 15 balls. And that's all she wrote for Derrick Henry, whereas I think the upside for Mixon in the pass catching game is much more so. Derrick Henry's definitely the safe pick. Mixon's the riskier pick. You gotta you gotta weigh how risky you feel Mixon is to me. I don't feel he's super risky. So I'm gonna go ahead and go Mixon here. I got him ranked one spot over Derrick Henry in my rankings. So we're gonna go with Joseph Mixon, running back of the Cincinnati Bengals, with our first round selection. Looking at the board after our pick of Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry came off the board, followed by Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Kenyon Drake, Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, Julio Jones, and Austin Eckler. Now, very typical of drafts now that DeAndre Hopkins is going ahead of Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill. Don't do that. Julio, very much safer. You could take D-Hop over Tyreek Hill, but personally, I just would prefer Tyreek Hill in that spot. Notice how this is kind of a, an Oreo here. We got the double running back. We got the wide receiver and then the double running back. And then here we got the double running back. We got the wide receiver and then the double running back. So a bit of an Oreo action here. Get it? Like this is the, the cookie and then this is the filling in the middle. Interesting breakdown by me right there. So now we are going to go ahead here and talk about our picks since these picks are very normal. Uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire is a guy that I've seen really rise up in the draft and I don't understand him getting picked inside like the top five picks, top six picks, but you will see it in a couple of leagues. The hype will get real for Clyde edwards Hilaire, and someone will pick him far too early. So now we are at the 206 and this pick is a locked and loaded. It's just locked and loaded. I think Josh Jacobs is top eight potential, top 10 potential even top five potential if all the things break his way, and you're getting him in the second round. This guy is going to tote the rock an absorbent amount of times for the Las Vegas Raiders offense. This guy is going to tear it up in 2020, and I think that if you are able to get Josh Jacobs at a discount in the second round, you go ahead and fire him up. You could literally pick him in the first round. That's how much confidence I have in Josh Jacobs. Just like with Joe Mixon, the coaches are talking up the fact that he will be getting more involved in the receiving game. Josh Jacobs very capable of catching the ball. They just weren't getting him super involved last year. And I think they realized that they need to involve the best playmaker on their team, and that is Josh Jacobs. You get Josh Jacobs the ball, you are going to get points scored onto the board in real life since Josh Jacobs is a super efficient runner and is a guy that can shake multiple men off the guy to take that shit to the, his house. So Josh Jacobs is going to be my pick here in the second round, a absolute workhorse back for the Las Vegas Raiders. We saw him be a workhorse in his rookie year, and I think obviously that will continue into his sophomore season in the NFL. So here we are going to go ahead and draft our next couple of players off of the or read off the next couple of players drafted off the board after we went with Josh Jacobs, Travis Kelsey came off the board followed by Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, George Kettle, Lamar Jackson, Leonard Fournette, Pat Mahomes, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, and Chris Carson. So very typical second and third round where we see Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, the two big quarterbacks, as well as the top tier of tight end and Kittle and Kelsey come off the board. That's very typical in the second or third round. It's typically neither tier of tight end or quarterback ends up escaping that spot since they are put at a premium at their position. Personally, I'm not about drafting Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the second or third round. At tight end, I would be more open to drafting Kelsey and Kittle, but to me in a 12-team league, I just don't feel the tight end position is ultra important, so I'm going to fade them as well. Same thing goes with quarterback. Out of those picks, nothing too out of the ordinary. There are some picks I don't like, though. Obviously, I don't like drafting a quarterback this early since I think you can find them later, so Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, in the second and third round are dubbed 
by me as bad picks. I don't like Todd Gurley there at all. I don't think that Todd Gurley is going to get enough opportunity in the offense to be able to thrive. And if he does get that opportunity, I think his knee will give out on him if he is wor- if he is playing that much, especially since the reports are out of camp. He's already been limping. So that does not sound very good for a guy you want to be a back to start on your team. He's this guy's RB2. I say no, 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 Dikembe. No, no, no for that. So now looking at our third round selection, we could really go any way right now through our first two picks. We have Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs, so two running backs to start off through the first two rounds of the draft. So now we are going to be looking at our third round selection. You could really go either way here. You could go Mark Andrews, since I am not opposed to going Mark Andrews here at the back of the third round, but I prefer to get him in like the fourth round, so I probably wouldn't draft him here. Uh, It's really between running back and wide receiver, whether you prefer to add a third running back to obviously be your flex or to start off and start hammering the wide receiver core, and that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. I think in the fourth round, I could still find a solid flex from the running back core. Whereas here, I don't think the wide receiver that I may dub as being the best will fall to me into the fourth round. So here at wide receiver still available, according to Fantasy Pros, Allen Robinson would be our best option, followed by DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. To me, there's one pick here that to me is the best, and that's DJ Moore, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. Now, I've talked DJ Moore up a whole bunch on this channel, so to really recap that, I think that this Carolina offense is going to run very smoothly under Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think He's the second coming of Jesus Christ at the quarterback position. But, hey, the guy is much better than Kyle Allen is. And Kyle Allen was able to make DJ more productive through a majority of last season. I think that this offense is still going to be pretty solid. And I think that DJ Moore's involvement is going to continue to thrive under new head coach Matt Rule of the Carolina Panthers. So I think that DJ Moore is going to have another great season in the NFL. And I think his third-round draft tag is worth the price to pay for a guy that I think has top five upside at wide receiver, obviously. When you say that, you need things to break right. In reality, more likely he's going to finish as a top 10 guy, but he definitely has that upside if someone was to get hurt or if this offense was really to start humming and his touchdown total really went up considering we didn't see him score very many touchdowns at all in the his 2019 campaign. So now, after we went with Mr. DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Kenneth Ford, followed by Odell Beckham Jr., Melvin Gordon, Amari Cooper, Maki Mock, Andrews, Cooper Cup, Zach Ertz, Juju Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell, and AJ Brown. It is now now our time to pick. So before I get into this pick, I'd like to ask you guys, could please click that subscribe button down below. It's free. I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship to take down Kevin from HR. You're going to beat that guy down so hard that he's not going to be able to walk for the next couple of months. And it won't matter because fantasy football is all that matters. And you are going to be crowned the goddamn champion. So please make sure you click that subscribe button. So now it is time to make our selection. Like I said, the running backs did end up falling to us since the sec or since the third and fourth round are heavily dominated by the wide receiver position, the running back value typically falls in the fourth round. Now, in some leagues, that could be the complete opposite. If a lot of guys are drafting wide receivers early, then you are going to see the exact opposite effect uh, with the wide receivers being the greater value in the third and fourth round since there are going to be a lot of running backs obviously being taken. But the value of both picks here are going to be pretty solid since I do like a lot of these wide receivers still available to be potential top 15, top 12 options, even at their position. But to me, I like a running back here a whole bunch. I know he's not going to fall back to me, and that's Jonathan Taylor. I have punched my ticket onto the Jonathan Taylor train. Now, he's risky because he's not going to play, or he's going to play the first couple of games, but he's not going to be the starter of the team, so you cannot start him in your roster for the first couple of weeks. So, obviously, 
that is risky. That is baked in risk because you're not going to be able to start him because I don't believe he will be the starter to start the season. Now, the reports out of the Colts camp are that they are going to be using the hot hand at the running back position. I think Marlon Mack has cold hands. I think Jonathan Taylor has the hottest hands on earth because he is a crispy runner, a crispy pass catcher, and he is going to be amazing in 2020 given the opportunity. It will take a couple of weeks, but eventually he will become the head honcho guy and he will have top 12 potential when he is on the field uh, in front of, according to Pro Football, focus the best offensive line in fan or in the NFL actually not in fantasy football in the real NFL so Jonathan Taylor is going to have the opportunity to be a real beast and a real league winner inside of the fourth round of your 2020 fantasy football draft so now looking after one with Jonathan Taylor Calvin Ridley can't the board followed by Deshaun Watson James Conner Keenan Allen David Johnson Robert Woods Cortland Sutton Tyler Lockett Devin Singletary DK Metcalf Darren Waller and DJ Chark uh now we see the quarterback starting to come off earlier here we see Deshaun Watson come in the fourth round typically there's a bit of a lull at at the wide receiver or at the quarterback position, Pat Mahomes goes in the third, Deshaun goes in the fourth. Sometimes you see Pat Mahomes go in the third, being the second quarterback off the board, and then you wait to like the sixth round until you see a brigade of quarterbacks come off the board. So it's interesting to see that after Watson went a bunch of picks, no other quarterbacks will take were, were taken. So we could see if there's a gap between Deshaun Watson and the rest of the group, or if someone drafts another one and then they all fire off the board. Picks I love. I love Calvin Ridley in the fourth round. I see top 12 potential for him. Same thing goes for Bobby Trees at the fourth. 12. Robert Woods has excellent potential as well. Darren Waller, a bit early for my liking, but if you want to get one of those middle tight ends, that's where you're going to have to pay the price here. Around the fifth round, we have seen a bunch of tight ends come off the board, so I would not be surprised if a lot of them were off the board by the time it was the seventh round before we're getting into like the real deeper kind of guys because this draft seems to be he heavily favoring the tight end position. So now it is our turn to draft a wide receiver or a running back, but first I want to talk real quick about Devin Singletary. I don't understand the hype at all. This guy is going to be a certified bumski. They're reporting that Zach Moss is going to be the guy catching pass passes in camp he's catching passes he's do he's being dangerous he's bodying over guys he's bumping guys over knocking them over why is Devin Singletary going to be the starter if Zach Moss is going to be so talented? I mean, Devin Singletary will be the starter, but he won't be getting as many reps as you guys would think during the game, as many snaps, as many touches. So don't be drafting Devin Singletary in the fifth round. He is completely fool's fucking gold over here in the fifth round. So now it's our turn to select our running back or wide receiver. To me, I see a nice gap off here at the wide receiver position after Terry McLaurin. So he is going to be my pick here at running back. I feel like there's a bunch of solid players I could get as my RB4 and as a guy I could throw in as my flex. If Jonathan Taylor is out, if not, I could probably obviously throw in a wide receiver. So Terry McLaurin is going to be the pick here of the Washington football team. I think that he is going to become even better in 2020. In his rookie campaign, he was the wide receiver one of the team, facing the best corners the every team had to offer against him, and he still balled out. Now he's going into his sophomore season. I think he's going to increase, having a nice offseason, going to be a guy who has been training hard. Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Watson, not Deshaun Watson. Oh, man, I forgot his name. Dwayne Haskins, my bad, has been training very, very hard in the offseason to get better. He looks much better in those videos, obviously, but those videos don't mean shit. The guy's not wearing a shirt. He's throwing the ball with no defenders coming at him. We really will see what happens when there's other fucking huge guys coming his way to murder him. But at the end of the day, Terry McLaurin was productive with him last year without him being super good. And if he, just if he increases any bit, I think Terry McLaurin could be that guy with a whole bunch of potential on a team that I think is going to have to be throwing the ball a lot since their defense 
defense is not the greatest. I think they're going to have to be passing a lot in game. So I'm going to go ahead here and knock on the door and pick Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin as my fifth round selection. So looking at the board after we did that, we'll see if that was the right decision or not based upon the running backs that are still available. So after we went Scary Terry McLaurin, the quarterback brigade did end up happening. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, followed by Mr. DP, Devontae Paca, DeAndre Swift, Stephon Diggs, Hollywood Brown, Russell Wilson, Evan Ingram, Mark Ingram, and T.Y. Hilton. So three quarterbacks come off the board there. Like I said, very typical once the quarterbacks start to come off the board. Other players start to get scared that the quarterback won't come back to them. So they pick them, they make a mistake, and then they let the running backs fall your way. I don't understand the love for Mark Ingram at all. I mean, the guy was all he was last year was a touchdown. He kept scoring touchdowns. That's why his point total went up. If his touchdowns go down, the guy's going to be an absolute bum for fantasy football. That's why I faded him last year. I didn't think he'd be scoring all that many touchdowns, which really elevated his point total. So don't be counting on that yet again in 2020. So now it is our time to make our pick. We're probably going to start loading up on some more running backs here and then dip back into the wide receiver well after this selection. So looking at running back, David Montgomery still available. Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, James White, Cam Akers. I love Montgomery. I like Hunt and I love James White. So here Montgomery will be my pick. I'm a huge fan of David Montgomery. I think he is going to increase in his sophomore season Two sophomore players back to back Michael Jordan 96-97 in this draft. I think David Montgomery is going to bully defenses this season, especially since we saw him last year look pretty solid. Now obviously he was capped by the fact that that defense was getting their train ran on him and they were going to have to throw in games also because Mitch Trubisky was not too good and he was throwing them out of some games throwing picks making stupid fucking decisions to make David Montgomery be irrelevant in games because he doesn't catch the ball that's a problem with David Montgomery he's not a pass catching running back but he could be actually and he's pretty solid when they did dump it off to him the problem is that Tariq Cohen is there that five six motherfucker who just steals every single reception and while he is there David Montgomery is not going to be doing much in the receiving game but I still think that David Montgomery is a very talented player I think under nine inch Nick Foles this offense will be humming at a much better rate and David Montgomery is an absolute steal to me inside of the sixth round of a fantasy football draft so he's gonna go ahead and be my pick here I understand that he burned people last year people probably fucking hate the guy because he dicked them down in all types of way without the use of lube last season but I think he is going to be doing the same thing but to your opponent this season in 2020 I have a lot of shares of David Montgomery because I heavily believe in the player so after David Montgomery a garbage ass pick of AJ Green comes off the board followed by Jarvis Landry Tyler Higby Kareem Hunt Tyler yeah Boyd Will Fuller Julian Edelman Michael Gallup Josh Allen Matt Ryan, Debo Samuel, Tom Brady. Again, we see a quarterback run happen. Someone takes a quarterback. The next guy panics. Then someone goes, oh, you know what? I'm fine. I already have a quarterback. Then the next guy takes a quarterback. So you got to make sure you stay wary and don't just hop on the trend. Make sure you get the value at the position right now through the first seven rounds of the draft or in the middle of the seventh round. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams already have drafted a quarterback. So three teams, including myself, do not have a quarterback. So we're going to continue to stay on the wait train and wait on the quarterback position since there is tons of value later. Obviously, you hope that guys like Matt Ryan fall into like the eighth, ninth round, then you snag them. But here, the quarterbacks did come off very fast. That's obviously going to uh, depend on your league and how your league views quarterbacks. And some leagues are going to be drafting with sharper guys who really wait on the quarterback position, whereas in other leagues, you're going to be drafting with guys with holes in their head who are drafting quarterbacks at an absorbent rate very early in the draft, so it all depends on your league mates. All right, so through the first seven 
picks here, we are now sitting at a spot here where we have to feel comfortable with our team. I really like the way that we have started off our draft for running backs and two wide receivers. Seems to be the recipe for success for me to really load up on those running backs early because they are going to fall off really hard in the next couple of rounds. Then you're going to be drafting backup running backs and you don't want to be doing that to have on your bench. Obviously, you do want to be doing that because those guys are the golden tickets to your team to winning that championship if you find a guy super late that's a backup running back and then becomes a starter. But you obviously want to have a majority of your team being starting players. So that's why it's so easy to find wide receivers because wide receivers, there's like three starting every single game. Whereas at running back, there's only one or two. And most of the time, you only want to start one. Whereas at wide receiver, both te or majority of teams have like one or two guys that you are going to be able to start on a given week. So now looking at the wide receiver position, Marvin Jones still available, followed by Brandon Cooks, Jameson Crowder, uh, Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, Sterling Shepard. So right here, to me, there's a big fall off after Jones and Brandon Cooks. Personally, I'm a humongous fan of Marvin Jones. I really think that he is going to have an excellent season yet again in 2020. We saw with Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones really tear it up. And then after Stafford got hurt, hurt Marvin Jones was still playing well. Now, Marvin Jones is a guy that I will stamp with the not going to play 16 games. Not that he's injury prone. He is, but I don't think he's going to miss like a season from an injury. He's just one of those guys where he fucks up his foot or something and he misses like three or four games every single season. Now, at the beginning of his career, that was not true, but as of recently, it was. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Marvin Jones here, knowing he's probably going to miss time, but hey, we are in the seventh round, and I see a whole lot of upside when Marvin Jones is playing to be a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football. So we are going to go ahead and go with Marvin Jones as our seventh round pick and our third overall wide receiver for our squad. He's definitely a solid wide receiver three with top 12 upside on a given week, which would obviously mean he has a real explosive week, but we have seen him do that in the past, especially last year. We saw him have some really good games that were really league winners, or not league winners, but week winners, and he played had multiple games where he was better than Kenny G, one of my favorite wide receivers for fantasy football since I think that Stafford views them as a 1A, 1B situation. Obviously, you want to own Galladay because he's the more talented player, the guy going to be getting more looks as the number one wide receiver on the team, but that does not mean that Marvin Jones will not be a talented player in 2020 and will not have a good season. So looking at the draft board, after we went ahead and selected Marvin Jones, a wide receiver brigade of Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk, followed by Carson Wentz, Raheem Mostert, Drew Brees, Cam Akers, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, dumbass of the year, drafting a defense in the eighth round, do not do that, you don't need to draft a defense early, you draft them later, now this guy's backup running back's not going to be good, he only has two running backs as is and he has two ones that are not even that great so that guy really completely screwed the pooch at his team right there after that Deontay Johnson John Brown and Jamison Crowder so we have seen two quarterbacks come off the board and five total in that round so everyone right now has a quarterback beside myself so I know now I can wait I know until I feel that they are going to start drafting two quarterbacks, I can wait at the position. I don't even draft two quarterbacks in most leagues, in 12-team leagues, unless I feel like everyone's going to draft one. Then I do, since I feel like I'm really screwing the pooch at the quarterback position. If I don't do that, since I won't have a guy that I feel comfortable starting if my quarterback was to go down or if... Um, it is by week off the waiver wire, so that's the only time I'm really drafting two. So looking now, it's an easy pick here at the running back position. It's James White. James White has that top 12 potential due to the fact that he is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, and he has been a top 12 running back before. 
He is a proven asset in the NFL as a pass-catching running back, and I believe with Cam Newton, he is going to be able to do that very, very effectively. Obviously, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady loves to dump the ball off to the running back position like no other. That's why James White was elevated so much in the past seasons, but I think that Cam Newton could do the exact same thing because he did do it with Christian McCaffrey, so we have seen him do it in the past. Sure, James White is not Christian McCaffrey, but he is a talented player with upside as well, getting a lot of rushes this season since Lamar, Miller, as well as Sony Michelle don't look like they may be good to go for week one. And obviously, Damian Harris looks like he could be the starter, but... What happens if Damian Harris isn't very good and James White will still be getting, obviously, touches in between the tackles in that case since they're not just going to feed the ball completely to Damian Harris and make him a workhorse in his second year in the NFL. That's just not how Billy B, Bill Belichick rolls. So after we went with James White, Ronald Jones came out the board, followed by Tariq Cohen, Darius Slayton, Philip Lindsay, one of my favorite late-round running backs, Emmanuel Sanders, Jordan Howard, Justin Jefferson, Sterling Shepard, Sony Michelle, terrible pick, me, Cole Hardman, San Francisco 49ers, and C.D. Lamb. Nothing really too out of the ordinary of those picks. Obviously, like I said, I don't want people drafting a defense that early since you can find them later, and you don't even want to be starting every uh, the single defense on a given weekly basis. I prefer to stream at the position, which means you play them based upon their matchup. When they have a bad matchup, you cut them, you find a new defense. You can do that every single week. I make videos every single week on how to find a defense that is going to be starting for your team, that is going to be dominant for your fantasy football team. So nothing really too out of the ordinary there. I don't really love Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not just going to buy into the wide receiver two on the Saints system since I think that Michael Thomas and Kamara are heavily going to dominate the target share of that offense so I just don't feel very valuable drafting one of those guys now. Another wide receiver that I really like drafting late that I haven't talked up recently is wide receiver Mike Williams. I've been really on the Anthony Miller train since I feel like he's a lot safer due to the fact that I feel like the quarterback position there is a lot safer. But Mike Williams of the LA Chargers, obviously Ty God-Taylor seems like he's going to be the starting starting quarterback of the team for the first couple of weeks. Then maybe it's Herbert or maybe it's just Tyrod the whole year. Who really knows? Or maybe Herbert starts week one. It's really fucking confusing there in LA because I feel like they have given us no gauge of what's going to happen even in hard knocks. Obviously, they're talking about how Tyrod's the starter, but I really don't know if I buy into that since I'm not really the biggest fan of Tyrod Taylor. But at the end of the day, Mike Williams has been a freak athlete in the NFL the last couple of years. If we look at his game stats, we can actually see that his two years were two completely polar opposite seasons. One season dominated by the touchdown total, which was in 2018, 11 touchdowns, whereas in 2019, he scored two touchdowns. But when he scored 11 touchdowns, he only had 664 yards, whereas last year he had over 1,000. So if we mix and match them, put a nice, nice, uh, have them, you know, kiss, you know, make a baby, and they're in the middle, you know, that's how you make a baby, by kissing. Everyone fucking knows that. You fuck her, and then you piss on her leg, and then boom, that's how you have a kid, right? That's what South Park taught me. But what you're going to want to do here is hope that Mike Williams does that and has that nice baby of like 900 yards, nine touchdowns, and he is an absolute steal late in the draft, especially with a guy as talented as Mr. Mike Will made it in the ninth round. So I like Mike Williams here late. Obviously a bit more risky than Anthony Miller, but hey, you don't want to go ahead and take the same guys on every single team because at the end of the day, if you do that and that one player is completely shit, you are going to be really, really mad because your teams are going to be tanked because of it since you own him on every single team. So looking at the draft board after one with Mike Williams, Jerry Judy can't the board followed by Hunter Henry, Henry Ruggs, on Johnson, Jalen Rager, Dobbins, J.K. or J.K. Dobbins, Darrell Henderson, Marlon Mack, Matt Breida, and Robbie Anderson.
Henry Ruggs has really been skyrocketing up the boards recently after reports that he's going to be the slot wide receiver. I'm not too bought in. I think the guy's a talented player. He's one of those guys that's really just a guy you throw in your lineup, a game breaker, a guy that's going to have those games where he completely dicks down the defense, goes for like 150 yards, two touchdowns, has a great game, but then he's going to have those games where he really fucks you over because he's not all that involved in the offenses. You don't need to involve him all that much for him to score a bunch of points, so he's one of those kind of players that's a deep threat. That, in my opinion... I'm just not all that fond of drafting, but hey, he's a guy you can throw into your flex, and he could really win you your week, but he could also lose you it if he doesn't play too well. So here, there's an easy pick here in the 10th round, my favorite ninth or 10th round pick, and that is tight end Hayden Hurst of the Atlanta Falcons. Hayden Hurst is a guy that I'm a huge fan of due to the fact that this Atlanta offense just breeds tight ends under Dirk Carter last year. We saw Austin Hoop God now obviously moves to Cleveland, get 93 targets in 13 games. In 13 games, he was a top six tight end. He was a top like four tight end every single week because of the volume given to him. I think the targets are going to be there for him. I think Matt Ryan is going to play better this year and give um, Hayden Hurst even more targets and that defense seems to be even worse than it was last year. So we could be seeing Hayden Hurst have a monster year strictly off the fact that they're going to have to be throwing the ball a zillion times every game. So I'm going to go ahead and buy in on Hayden Hurst in every single draft. I told you guys, you got to diversify your teams. But at the end of the day, I'm so in on Hayden Hurst that I don't even think it's worth it. I'm probably going to own him in every single league since he is my favorite, favorite, favorite late round pick. I am all over, all over Hayden fucking Hurst in 2020. So if you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. So after Hurst, we see Antonio Gibson come to board, followed by Golden Tate, Tevin Coleman, Keyshawn Vaughn, Latavius Murray, Anthony Miller, Gronk, Zach Moss, one of my favorite late round picks, Alshon Jeffrey, Alexander Madison, Duke Johnson, and Baltimore Ravens defense. Now on to our next pick. Obviously, we don't have a quarterback yet, so that's probably the position we are going to go ahead here and select in the 11th round. I don't want to let any of these guys slip away. So here to me, Matt Stafford is the best pick. Obviously, kind of injury prone the last two seasons due to the fact that he was injuring his back. Now, I think he is going to be 100% healthy to start the season, and I believe that if he does not get hurt, he has top eight potential. The guy was looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last season, one of the best options in fantasy football last season due to how pass-heavy this offense was last year. And I think they're still going to be very pass-heavy in 2020. And I think that Matt Stafford is obviously a very talented player, one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think that I'm going to feel safe here drafting Matty Snapback in the 11th round. So after Stafford, Cook came off the board, followed by Tony Pollard, Preston Williams, Adrian Peterson, Brandon Ayuk, Aaron Rodgers, Curtis Samuel, Daniel Jones, Naheem Hines, and the Buffalo Bills defense. So now it is our turn to draft our final two picks before we have to draft our kicker and defense. Now, Boston Scott might be a better pick now that Miles Sanders is week to week. I do think they end up bringing in another running back to completely fuck Miles Sanders' value in the ass because Doug Peterson loves that running back by committee. So right now, Scott's the value, but it may end up being a completely different random running back off the street that becomes the starter there while in Miles Sanders' absence and is going to be part of that running back by committee. So now it is time to draft a wide receiver. Now, reports out of camp are that Nikhil Harry is absolutely buns that he's terrible, that he's not doing anything. So that's not very good, but I think he will eventually figure it out. So I'm still going to go ahead and buy into him in the 12th round since maybe it does take a couple of weeks, but he is on our bench. So I'm not looking to really start him for the first couple of weeks of the season anyways. So that's A-OK -okay with me. Let's just hope Nikhil Harry is able to develop. I think Bill Belichick drafted him in the first round for a reason. He's clearly a talented player. So I feel confident enough in holding him on my bench for a guy that I think is going to be very talented. And the tape would tell you that he was a very solid player in college. After Nikhil Harry, we see Michael Pittman, Deshaun Jackson, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper, Boston Scott, and then a train of running backs, Chase Edmonds, Justin Jackson, Lamar, or uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams, holy shit, 
I cannot read. A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Darius Geis. Damian Harris seems like a steal now late for the Patriots considering he seems to be tearing it up in camp. Geis is a waste of a pick and a waste of a human. Fuck that guy. So... So now we got to go ahead here and get our last pick of the draft. We already have enough running backs. Actually, we'll draft one more running back since you really want to have more running backs than wide receivers on your bench. We have one, two, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five uh, running backs and one, two, three, four, five wide receivers. So we're going to go ahead here and cap it off with a random running back here. That I feel like might have some upside, and that's Chris Thompson. Now, this is just strictly based off of his pass catching value. He was even usable in Washington a couple of years ago because of how good he is in the pass catching game. And I think that if they limit Leonard Fournette's targets, which they're going to have to if they want to get Chris Thompson involved, Thompson could be a guy that could be a flex option in big pinches if... Um, you need it, and if uh, Leonard Fournette was to go down, Thompson may end up being the starter for the team, considering I'm not sure how bought in they are on Mr. Rock Armstead, who's on the COVID IR right now. So after Chris Thompson, Noah Fankhead at the board, followed by Mike Kosicki, Darren Javis, LaShawn McCoy, DeAndre Washington, Justin Tucker, the fucker, Cam Newton, Patriots defense, bunch of kickers, and then Josh Kelly. So now it's time to draft our kicker in defense. First, we're going to go ahead here and snag a nice and smooth kicker with Harrison Bucker, the fucker of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I've said before, I am actually going to be making a kicker video eventually. It'll probably come sometime this week with my friend Tyler, who does a lot of research on kickers. A bunch of kickers and defenses end up ended up going on the board in between our pick. If there was any real players, Hawkinson, who does, says he's not 100%, so I'm fading Hawkinson. Big Ben as well. So now it's time to draft our defense, and we're drafting a defense playing a offense week one that I'm not too confident in, and that is the Chargers playing up against my running back, Joe Mixon, and the Cincinnati Bengals week one. Not the fact that I'm concerned about the offense. I'm concerned about Joe Burrow in his first ever game in the NFL with no preseason. I think he is going to make a couple of mistakes. So I'm going to draft a defense that I think is already good playing up against an offense that I think may struggle in their first week of the 2019, or not of the 2019, of the 2020 NFL season. So, we got a B-plus by Fantasy Pros, but to me, this is an A-plus roster in my heart. So, we got, to recap real quick, Matt Stafford, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Hayden Hurst, and Jonathan Taylor to start off our starting lineup. Obviously, we're going to move Taylor out and put one of these other players in. Our kicker is Bucker and our defense is the Chargers. Our bench is comprised of David Montgomery, Marvin Jones, James White, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, and Chris Thompson. So, thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please Please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Also, check out my sponsor, Manscaped, if you want to get that nice shave on the family jewels downstairs. Make sure to check that out. Use code Notorious at checkout. The link is down below. Also, make sure to check out the Patreon. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video. Code Notorious at checkout for 20% off on Manscaped as well as free shipping. I love you all. Good boy!